1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. James Anderson makes the single biggest personal donation in Scottish football history. There's a reshuffle at Ross County that sees the breakup of their co-managers and it's three years to the day since Lee Griffiths scored those two free kicks against England. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Guidi. Yes, Andrew, a fantastic donation by uh, James Anderson. It'll allow clubs access to, to £50,000 uh, should they require it and I'm, I'm certain that uh, most clubs, if not all clubs, will um, take up in that. A very generous um, offer It's worked out very well With the uh, SPFL Trust um, Some movement in the transfer market um, As well today Some ins Some outs Which is encouraging to see player, um, Clubs still taking um, Players in And also clubs now Getting back to training Starting to trickle in um, Over the next four or five days Obviously with the aim Of being ready um, For August the 1st So it's all heading In the right direction Which is good yeah, breaking bit of transfer news that I just noticed before we came on air. Motherwell making, I think, their first signing of the summer window. Ricky Lamy coming in from Livingston. Motherwell fans, we'd like to hear from you later on in the show what you make of that signing. And we want to hear from everyone else as well. Make sure you get involved. The number you need, 0141 951 1025. Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I also touched on it there about it being three years to the day since Lee Griffiths scored those free kicks against England. It's really one of those moments that, you know, I think everyone seems to remember where they were at that point. So make sure send us a tweet let's reminisce and we can find out where you were when that goal went in and we'll completely forget what happened in the injury time in that game while we're at it that would be uh, that would be nice but make sure to get involved 01419511025 we'll start with what is obviously the biggest story of the day and that is that James Anderson has made the single biggest personal donation in Scottish football history more than 3 million pounds coming into the game because of this move we'll get into the details in the the, the nitty gritty of it in a second Mark but you know just looking at it at face value this is a massive move yeah uh, very welcome very generous um, you know he's a man that doesn't you know seek publicity but he certainly does a lot in the background not just for, for sport but for, for all different um, worthy causes um, around the UK around the world and for him to put this up with you know which appears to be uh, Andrew and no strings attached it's just that here is a gift here is money if it's needed and for your, for your lower league I mean for every club but particularly for your lower league clubs who uh, might have thought look we'll be out of business we, we won't be able to survive um, this has really given them a fantastic um, shot in the arm and uh, it'll be much needed so for the Scottish game it's great because James Anderson is all about community and a lot of community clubs that are the, the, the heartbeat of where they are and you know even if your, your club only averages 300 at a home game those 300 people that go to support their team are just as passionate about their team as whether you're, you're Rangers or Celtic and you're getting fifty and 60,000 turning up every home game. So we can't forget that. And for James Anderson to come up with this donation is brilliant. And the other thing which was really pleasing and it showed the willingness, obviously, from him was sometimes these things can take ages to, to, to go over the line or the, the legal stuff. and all, But it's like, there's the money. There you go. Go and put it to good use. Gratefully accept it. SPFL and the trust. Get it over the line and the money can start filtering through to the clubs. Well, that announcement came this morning. It said the SPFL Trust reaches agreement with James Anderson to make a substantial donation of over £3 million to help clubs and support their communities. Now, this donation, if we break it down, it splits into two parts, really. The cash value of the donation is £2.5 million. However, with gift aid that could be claimed on it, it increases the total value of it to £3.125 million. So, um, 
with that money James Anderson has agreed that £2.1 million of that Will be given to the clubs So that works out at £50,000 per club That will come in the way of a grant So from tomorrow mm. All 42 SPFL clubs can apply for it There is one stipulation When it comes to this And it is that The clubs need to provide evidence That they're giving sort of community benefit With the money Which is interesting It's not something we'd really heard of before We didn't know what the um, the stipulations of the, the money Was going to be But as you touched on earlier James Anderson You know he really wants to help Scottish football, but he's really big on the community aspect of yeah, it as well. Yeah, and you know what you're stipulating that it's going towards it. Well, keeping your club alive is a stipulation of of, of you're putting your money mm-hmm. um, towards it. Being able to to field a team uh, uh, in the lower leagues to have a manager to field a team to put something out there for the, the the community to go and support, whether allowed back into grounds or not, whether it's October the first or January the first when the lower leagues get up and running, we'll need to wait and see. But but that is what it's all about. It's about keeping. Your club alive, keeping a focal point in the, the the small community, not not necessarily your big cities, but your smaller communities, and that that's absolutely uh, vital. It's great, great news. Yeah, he's a, a very private guy. He, you know, from speaking to people that have worked with James Anderson, he doesn't want to be the story here. Yeah. He just wants, you know, to to give the money over. He wants the story to be, you know, Scottish football thriving, hopefully in the future. So, you know, he's he's not done any media work. He's not spoken to anyone. He doesn't want to be the story. There were some quotes that came out with the the story today from James Anderson. He said football is at the heart of communities across Scotland, and there are not many societal organizations that bring people together nowadays. Uh, to catch them in a net when they fall. When COVID-19 struck, I realised what a significant loss it would be for towns across the country if their local SPFL club's uh, very survival was threatened. Anderson went on to say, this isn't just about passion on the pitch, which we love, which is why we love the game, but about the responsibility our clubs take in communities across Scotland. I've seen firsthand over the last few years what a different clubs, difference clubs can make to people's lives. And so I am very pleased to have been able to offer my support at this very difficult time. If you want to get involved, 01419511025. First up is Stephen, a St Mirren fan in Paisley. Stephen? Yeah, good evening, guys. Andrew and Mark, I hope you are well and safe. Um, you too, just, basically just going to answer what I was wanting to talk about here was uh, Mr Anderson's donation of uh, £3 million, well, £3 million plus. Uh, obviously, that works out at £50,000 a club is £2 million. Uh, I just wanted to know about these stipulations now. You've just more or less answered it by saying... He wants to make sure that these clubs and you know the, the communities involved with these clubs before they can apply for grants and things like that. Is there any other kind of stipulations to go with this money? Because I know these second, third division clubs, even my club, which is mum, they'll be desperate for this sort of kind of money, you know. Um, yeah, well, th- there is one other um, major sort of condition really that has been laid on this, and that is that clubs can't use this grant to pay staff or player salaries. Um, which is a, an interesting one, Mark. What, what would you put that down to? Maybe do you think it's you know he's just all about survival and communities? He doesn't want any club to get a sort of sporting advantage really out yeah, of this I'm, money. I think maybe you know again you maybe need a you know um, more information um, on that. But you know I think it's like maybe saying you know if a club's actually fine, it's not like they can say well. You know that's an extra fifty grand that we can go and give to a player as, mm-hmm. a, as a signing on fee. You know to, to entice him. You know to to come to the club or, or whatever it may be. But essentially, your fifty grand. I don't think the SPFL are going to be difficult to deal with. You know you, you, you see, listen. We want to. We need to stay alive here. We need to stay afloat. It goes into the pot now. When when the pot divvied up, it's to to pay staffing costs, to pay maintenance on your ground, to make sure that you're going to have enough money to pay for a coach 
to get you to, to away games during the season Make sure you get enough to pay your grounds Make sure the pitch is in, in the working condition for, for a match day on a Saturday So it all goes into the, the pot for the for the smaller clubs um, and, and that's what it's all about it, It'll be the difference for a number of clubs Between staying alive and being able to take part In whatever shape or form season 2020-21 Or going to the wall That's the bottom line And it's great, that's why it's great news Stephen, as a St Mirren fan, I know a, a top flight side, but does that give you a bit more comfort that you know that there is still money coming into St Mirren while the football is down? Yeah, well it does, but I'm just, um, the money that's given at the end of the season, obviously the league's been declared, um, has the money actually been distributed to these clubs as we know of, or are we still waiting for money to be distributed? Has the money been handed out, you know, the, the league position money? Yeah, and then we'll get that's Mr Anderson's money on top of that. Yeah, the prize money was handed out for the final positions for um, the league positions, and then this money will come in on top, um, starting from well, it's I think the twenty first of June is the latest they are looking to hand out the money. But from tomorrow, clubs can apply for grants, and they're looking to get the money in the bank accounts of the clubs as soon as possible. Okay, well, th- thanks very much for taking my call, guys. Uh, stay safe now. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. No worries. Thank you to Stephen 01419511025 If you want to get involved uh, Stephen touched on um, Just ways the money can be spent In the um, proposal that we got through Today there's a couple of examples um, That they'd laid out uh, Of ways that clubs can use this money That would also help you know themselves Getting back to playing football And also the communities Because you know a lot of this And from what I've been told Speaking to SPFL clubs today That there was a big stress on them that you know this money is here for two things helping communities and getting football back getting mm. players back on the pitch so a couple of examples that were given one of these was uh, to use some of the money to ensure that a club stadium can attain biosecure status so that would enable the resumption of football and with that you know community activity a lot of lower league clubs especially in Scotland use their football pitches and, and, and stadiums to um, you know rent out or let youth teams play and also on top of that um, there was another example was to buy COVID-19 testing equipment which is going to be massive over the next few months we've talked about the cost of it beforehand I think you know the the minimum quotes I've seen really are about £3,000 a week for these and it's not only helping the clubs but you know they they suggest in this that you know it can help the wider community because these this equipment can be made to be used by the wider community as well yeah, I mean, you know, if you can come in and, and, and do that, um, and it's certainly going to be helpful. And and also as well, Andrew, you know, we see what's going on in England at the moment. What is required to get games um, up and running? You know, it's not just about the case of, you know, the 22 players turning up and the two managers turning up and the referee. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of planning. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, real detail goes into getting things on. And that costs money. You know, even the amount of level of putting sanitizers, uh, hand sanitizers in place now. You know, all the kind of wee different things that are going to be there to make sure you can get uh, a game of football on. So that that's what's required. It all costs money, and like we said um, from the top of the program for for James Anderson to to make that um, fantastic donation will go a long way towards helping Scottish football. And certainly, a lot of chairmen, stroke chief executives would have been able to to, to sleep a lot. Uh, Easier last night knowing that that money will be will be trickling into them over the next couple of weeks. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone lines. John is a Rangers fan in Paisley. John, good evening, even Mark. Listen, I think you should see your hat after the guy for Ross County. He's been out and spent thirty five thousand pounds 
on a COVID machine so they can test them. So there's your 50,000 right away for the clubs that want to be a bit intelligent and use that money to buy that. Roy McGregor, He's been out spent £35,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to look at it and see he shouldn't be using it. If he can, he's been out as a small club and do that, then I think that's quite a, no, I mean, there's your, there's your answer. Do you know what I mean? There's where your money should go, especially in the top 12. They should be looking, you know what I mean? They're the ones that take the cream of the money anyway. So they should be looking at to get Flipper back Investing in these machines. Hopefully, with these, so these kinds are, of machines, John, that they're, 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 they're mobile, so you can actually share them. Um, you know, so if you're well, a, like, for example, a Motherwell in, in Hamilton, a St. Murney, a, a Kilmarnock, you know, a Hearts and a Hibs and, and, and different clubs. So if you if you sort out a schedule, you can actually share these machines. So not every club, unless they want to, but I don't think every club would need to spend that amount of money. So if you put a plan together, get your heads together, you can share them. But it puts a cost to the parts as well. No, I mean, they, they keep near the stadium. As long as it doesn't go in players, then that's what it's more about. And the smaller clubs, the well, the smaller clubs are running a financial loss anyway, so they shouldn't be here about, but that's me, just a personal thing with me. Can I get to another point? Yeah, on you go. What about this virtual season ticket, right? This ain't going to happen. Somebody's put a feeler out there and it won't happen. If you think it will, then I'll tell you right now, it's not going to happen. Why do you think it's not going to happen, John? It's not going to happen, right. So you tell me how they're going to price this virtual season ticket. How they're going to price it. Rangers and Celtic have come out and said, right, that they're going to give the fans for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And then they sell it to someone else at a lesser price. So see the fans that's invested in a season ticket. So see financial gear, for example, 20 games at £200, that's a tenner a game. We're paying twenty five quid a ticket. Well, that's that's, that's the, the thing, John. These, John, these virtual season tickets are actually restricted to season ticket holders only. So it's not as if the clubs are able to go out at the moment anyway. In its current structure, the clubs can't go out and sell these virtual season ticket packages to anyone. It's only season ticket holders at the moment in its current structure that can actually see these games virtually because they are the ones that are missing so out. Tell me what it. So tell me, tell me what's the point there then? Because Rangers and Celtic are getting the fans for nothing. So what is the point there? Where's the money there? The the money is coming from the original you know season ticket money. So fan uh, clubs are selling season tickets to fans, and the money that they are paying to see those games, they're not going to be able to see because they're behind closed doors. So the money that they're paying for those are actually going on them being able to watch the games from home. Right. So see, every game is played behind go- closed doors. Then yes. that. Are we not entitled to a refund for that Because we're not getting value for money Well that, that's the thing Mark It really comes down to each On you go John Are we not entitled to a refund Because basically We can watch it for the game But if you were to actually buy Rangers TV Or Celtic TV It only costs you £6 So basically Paying £22 Right A game An average Right We're not getting value for money And the contract's to watch a game live Not to watch a game Not to watch a game On the TV so come on now, tell me, have we not entitled to a refund then? Well, Mark, I mean, first of all, it's on a club to club basis. But the, the difference here is that, you know, the packages aren't available to anyone. These virtual season tickets are special because they only go to season ticket holders. So the money that they've paid for their season ticket will get them access to these virtual season tickets. And that's, you can watch every game whether your club's home. You'll be able to watch at present, it's only home games. I believe that there are talks ongoing at the moment between the clubs to see if there's an avenue that they can show the away games as well. Uh, and 
you know, John's mentioned there, like, like like Rangers TV, you get that for you know six pounds a month or or whatever it is. So, will Rangers TV still will they show every game that if you pay a six pound a month you can still see? Are they going to not show anything to encourage? Season tickets Yeah well it's a case of This is done by the SPFL And the agreement that the SPFL and Sky have come up with Means that It is only available to season ticket holders So if you are You know your your average Celtic TV Rangers TV subscriber Or whatever channel for your club Then you know This doesn't actually apply to you It only You can only stream the games to those Who have purchased season season tickets tickets. It's down to It's down to personal choice um, Andrew I mean no club whether it's Rangers or any other club, they're not forcing you to buy a season ticket. Now, I get we've said this for a few weeks. For me, it's almost just, it's almost like a donation. You're mm-hmm. really making a donation to your club now because you're not, you know, I know clubs are making efforts to try and, as we say, the virtual season tickets. And that's great, you know, it's innovative and it's great that they're teaming up and trying to come up with ideas. But it's still not the same. It's not the same value for money. Yeah. Nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. But that said, you don't, need to, you don't need to buy one. So for me, it's like, if you do buy a season ticket just now, you, you are basically making a, a, a donation to your club And if some supporters want to do that, great They deserve uh, a, a pat in the back A round of applause for doing so If you don't want to do it for whatever reason Whether it's financial or you just don't think it, it's value for money You'd rather hold off I wouldn't criticise supporters for doing that either Because it's a personal choice Well thank you to John and Paisley 01419511025 on the phone lines Hopefully we'll be hearing from you after the travel Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Weedy here with me, Andrew McLean On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to get involved And we'll go straight back to the phones Tony is a Celtic fan in Kilsyth Tony? Hi there, Gordon It's Andrew and Mark tonight <laughs> Sorry, sorry Sorry, <laughs> right. Andrew and Mark hey, No problem Just just regards to the, the virtual season ticket Yes See if uh, I've got a, a season ticket holder friend That's uh, getting this virtual season ticket What's going to stop me spreading the coronavirus When I go to his house to watch it? I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but there's a lot of people that maybe just go to other people's houses where this is happening and has this been spoken about? I mean, first of all, what we will say is please everyone stick to the stick to the guidelines and the social distancing. Yeah. But but to, I get Tony's point, it's something that we actually talked about in the break, Mark, that there is a lot of things that need to be ironed out when it comes to virtual season tickets because not only is Tony saying, you know, what's stopping me from going around to my pals and watching um the TV at his house, there's also you know, households where there will be a dad that's maybe got two kids, the three of them have season tickets and they're all watching it on the one television. We don't know what clubs are going to do about this yet. We've still got yeah. a couple of months really until the season starts, but it's definitely something that, that needs to be addressed really. Yeah, the thing is, if you do have virtual season tickets and you are getting the game of your, your team's game into your living room, then you, you can have as many people, well, Depends what the rules are and the guidelines are. Mm-hmm. Come August the first, if that's when football's back up and running again, and, and we hope mm-hmm. it is. But yeah, it, 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 the, you know, in some sense, I'm saying it's not value for money. But if you're bringing half a dozen guys, now let's just say a couple of guys lose their jobs, a couple of women lose their job, they can't afford to take a season ticket out. Then you know, the, 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 there's a way of you know, five or six you can chip in for for, for one season ticket um, and, exactly. and sit and watch the game. So look, there's all different ways. Um, you can say that, that it depends what way you want to spin it Tony you can spin it and it actually it's a positive thing uh, in terms of that or it's a negative thing but the bottom line is whatever it is 
It still won't be the same Unfortunately From actually sitting In your own stadium of choice To to watch your team And until That changes then You know um, We've just got to try And make the best of a Of a um, Unprecedented situation Shall I come back in Tony? The, the famous un, unprecedented, unprecedented situation again. You know, it's, uh, as I say, it's just uh, no, Mark. All we think is here is about it. It's just, it's just, it's, it seems a bit strange that because I know for a fact that there'll be a lot, a lot of people that will just take advantage of it, and if we're in the same situation that we're in at the moment, and you're making self isolate with a two metre rule, it's absolutely going to be carnage. There'll be households full of people. ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブラウンは、ブ
where, where you're coming from and, and should you be paying um, you know, £1,500 to £2,500 uh, for that well, you know, it certainly wouldn't be me I wouldn't be doing it uh, that's for sure and you'd like to think there'd be some understanding yeah. level of understanding from football clubs that if you have been going um, as a family and you've got three, four, five seats together and you have had for a number of years then surely that's got to be taken um, into account I don't think again in this situation that it should be a, you know, a one size fits all for your forty or 50,000 um, season ticket holder so yeah I think there needs to yeah. be you see a lot of thought put into it and um, people's um, circumstances different circumstances need to be taken into account too so I totally get that Martin I think it's a great point you make I mean, Thanks I mean I've been in touch with the club um, just to kind of explain that, that scenario um, I haven't had a, a response on that particular point although they, they are good at coming back the supporters liaison officer John Paul's very good yep. um, but you know, one of the big things for a season ticket holder is if you don't get your ticket, you're not potentially going to get it next year. So yeah. you're, I'm not saying you're held to ransom, but it feels like you are. Yeah. It's like, okay, I could do this in a point of principle or maybe I can't afford it either way. If I don't do it this season, next season, and also obviously with 10 in a row as well, it's just added. And again, I'm going to use the word pressure. I'm sure that's not the right word because the club aren't getting pressure. But you know what I mean? There is yeah. a bit of a pressure because you've got yeah. a deadline and you're like, I'm going to have to make a decision based on not having all the facts. For me, they should push the deadline out until everything's 100% clear mm-hmm. in terms of what the offering is going to be and then ask you to, to make a decision yeah. and try and as much as they can add some value to the proposition. Absolutely. Listen, the, the, every football club, whether it's Celtic or any other football club, uh, there's a duty there to look after supporters, particularly their season ticket holders because season ticket holders, approximately, it's probably worth about £20 million a year um, of review, which is a lot of money but but in these circumstances too you've got to take your supporters um, into account and if there's a way of you know just what you're talking about your own family circumstances uh, you know that you, that you wouldn't want your seats to be taken off you if you don't take up your full four or five uh, allocation then I think I'd like to think that there'd be a proper level um, of understanding and you shouldn't feel that pressure there should be a way to keep um, loyal supporters like yourself to keep you guys on side, that's got to be of paramount uh, importance. You, you can't leave your, you can't hang your supporters out to dry. That just wouldn't be fair. Yeah, and that's the thing, Mark. It's obviously too early to, you know, lay blame at any clubs for this no, because this virtual no. season ticket idea was only really presented uh, a week ago on Monday. I think it was. I'd spoken to a Premiership club, you know, not long after it had been announced, and it was literally the first they'd heard of it. They didn't know it was actually being announced at that point so you know clubs will you know for all we know inside clubs at the moment they're, they're panicking trying to work out you know how they can you know work this out best for their own supporters yeah look there'll be a lot of dialogue still to take place like we said well and I think again it's another point that a good point that Martin uh, makes as much as clubs want to know where they, where they stand financially what they've got coming in because they still need to run as a football club there'll still be that pressure on a football club whether it's at boardroom level or a managerial level to deliver success and they want to do that as best they can so they want to know what their budgets are what, what's coming in but again um, if if it's possible don't rush into this decision you know again try and hold off as long as possible to look after your supporters and to give every season ticket holder the best possible chance under the right circumstances for them to stay involved and also still to make um, still to get their, their season tickets too well, thank you to Martin and East Kilbride, 0141-951-1025 if you want to get involved. I just quickly want to go back to the uh, James Anderson story because when it first broke last week, uh, remember we had a few callers on who 
you know how things go on in this part of the world people were were, were quite unsure they were thinking you know but how is Scottish football getting something for nothing here people were were definitely a bit suspicious about it um and uh, you know it, it's fair when people you know haven't heard too much about something for them to to be slightly cautious um we've seen it all laid out today it all looks pretty good it all looks no strings attached it was something that um I was speaking to the SPFL Trust today about and I asked them that you know exact question about the deal being no strings attached and this was Nicky Reid who is the Chief Executive of the SPFL Trust. Without qualification or preconditions relating to anything involving the SPFL, any specific reconstructions, relegations, any specific clubs. He was just keen that his money goes to help clubs so that they don't disappear from our communities uh, and can support some form of COVID response and relief for them, but also that the money has a direct benefit to communities that work so closely with our clubs. And it's those two things that James was keen that we ensure we achieve. And what's been really helpful is um, he very much trusts us that we understand what would be the most beneficial for communities and for clubs and trusts and that they indeed do because they're the ones who work so closely on the front line with our communities and has been a pleasure to work with in that respect, giving us a wee bit of flexibility to think about how the community element will work and to be able to ensure we can provide as much support as we can. So I do understand that it's uh, one that perhaps the sceptics may be keen to have an answer for. And the, the other part of this is we're an entirely separate organisation to the SPFL. We're not a member organisation. We have our own board of trustees and we are governed by the charity regulator. So we're going to be doing exactly what we say we're going to be doing. And there's nothing else that anybody needs to concern themselves with and that there's any other involvement from either James, the SPFL or clubs. People were suspicious, Mark. That seems to be pretty... Uh you know, comprehensive and sort of putting those rumours to bed. Yeah, you know, as uh, as Nicky said, it's a, it's a separate entity. You know, it's under the SPFL banner, but but it's a trust, and um, you know they are answerable to 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 Oscar to the charity regulator. So you know, listen, everything will be above board. You know, applications will have to be spot on. There will be no corner cutting, and there'll be no a nudge and a wink for 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 a pal. You know, that's a chairman and a director. No, there'll be nothing like that. This will be above board and exactly the way it should be. But what, what, what you know, the most comforting thing for every football club and every football supporter there, um, it's there for the right reasons. And if you've got the right reasons, you will get the grant from the SPFL Trust. There's no doubt about that. It's not that they'll, they'll be keeping money back to give more to a certain club. There's a pretty much fifty grand ceiling uh, for each club, so it's there. So look, it is there absolutely with the best of intentions. And every football club, I'm sure, um, if they need it. Um, we'll, 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 we'll get their hands on it to, to help them uh, move forward which is great Yeah and a lot of people I think have been making the point of you know is, is this dependent on whether Hearts are a Premiership club or a Championship club next season well no. you'd think the fact that reconstruction is nowhere close really to, to being agreed and the fact that clubs can apply for a grant tomorrow it seems uh, seems pretty sure that the yeah, two the, the, aren't linked at all There's no absolutely no strings there whatsoever to benefit Hearts in any way, shape or form. That is for sure. 0141 We'll take more of your calls after the travel with Stephen. Super Scoreboard. With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to thompsons.com. Mark Guidi here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We started talking about the James Anderson donation, but the phone lines have absolutely taken off on virtual season tickets. It seems to be the thing that a lot of people are 
caring about at the moment and we'll get another view on that Stuart is a Rangers fan in Cope Bridge Stuart what's your views? Well my views are that I think uh, Rangers and Celtic and all teams can get together and get an app which is easy to do nowadays you'll get a lot of apps you can, go, you can, go, you can download directly from Rangers TV and directly from Celtic TV etc and put it on your phone you can also put it on your television you, know, you can get apps that can do that and you pay it you pay it monthly It'll go directly to the club And that was a lot of problems That would see people Have to go into other people's houses I mean, You know what it's like If you wanted to stay in For a big drink and watch it And you, want, you don't want to go to somebody else Then you start getting too many people On the one house As you know The way things are going now I think it would be a great idea That if Rangers and Celtic Could get apps built, built in To the phones And, and people could television Smart television You know what they can do nowadays Put on the big television It would save a lot of trouble I think it would be a great idea For clubs like Aberdeen And Searcher They could do the same well, that's the thing, Mark, that a lot of the, the club TV stations, they either do have apps or there's ways to access them online, but it's just the agreement that the SPFL have with Sky yeah. is that it is only virtual season ticket holders who have to be regular season ticket holders that can access it. So yeah. to actually find a way around people just going over to other people's houses or yeah. you know, the, the problem of having three season ticket holders in one household is a, is a tough one to solve. It is, um, and uh, as you well know, I'm not um, technologically uh, gifted, <laughs> um, so you know a, a lot of it goes um, way over my my head. It's it's just trying to find a balance that, as best they can, the clubs get revenue, um, and because there'll be a demand from supporters, like we want a couple of new signings, we want to see the squad freshened up. There'll be demand from the manager, chaplain, the chief executive's door. There's a there's a demand on chief executives, you know, if they're not successful, their jobs. On the line as well But there's also an obligation um, To look after your supporters As best you can uh, And it shouldn't all be about Just making sure You get your 500 quid Off every season ticket holder You know I know that that's there And, and they want to do that And some fans will be happy with that But for some fans that are not For whatever their circumstances are Then um, you, you've got to be you've got to be mindful of that there's a, there's a duty of care To your season ticket holders Ones that have been loyal to you um, Year after year For sure That That is the case, but then there's also, as you say, um, Andrew, you've got to make sure that whatever arrangement that you want to come up with, that it's rubber rubber stamped by Sky, because Sky are ploughing tens of millions of pounds um, into Scottish football, uh, and without that kind of money, you know, James, James Anderson's money is not going to save um, our game. So, you know, Sky are the biggest benefactors. We're no league sponsors at the moment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it has to be something that suits Sky as well and suits their product, and that's only fair too. Stuart, is that the biggest issue for you, you know, personally thinking about, you know, people going over to other people's houses and there being sort of, you know, a, a crowded atmosphere in, in these times? Well, you can imagine now, say for instance, we were in August, we were in the second week of August just now, right? And probably that's when the pubs are still open. Could you imagine, right, there's a live game coming on and people find it it's on a pub and rather, and they try to go and get a like, pub and then, but we're asking that. I mean, it would cause chaos. So they're definitely going to have to do something. I think Sky, uh, Probably They should be able To come up with Some sort of, I mean I'm, I'm good I, I hate the Things in that Right But uh, I think it I think it'd be wrong I think the club's Along the way Or whoever's bought that And it's not right It's not fair That anybody Has got to pay Extra money no, And all that And already paid A season ticket I mean I've got a good friend that's, that's A season ticket Hold at Parkway And he's not happy And he's wondering about How they're going to get The games And how we, if we're going to Have to pay extra But I think 
that's thing with the way you could do with the apps. As you see, you've got, you've got Amazon, you've got Disney, you've got all the people. People pay for a year, fifty pound nine a year, and it would work out. Until all you need to do is to take it up, and then once things start to go back to normal, all you need to do is stop paying the app and get back to get back to hopefully stadiums, and then they just cancel the description. Yeah, I th- I th- you know. I've seen these ideas of people talking about, you know, a central streaming system where people can pay a monthly fee and see all the games. And in an ideal world, I think a lot of people would like that. But in the realistic world, as you mentioned earlier, we do have Sky who pay all the money into Scottish football. And, you know, it has to benefit them as well as benefiting the public and the clubs as well. And it's very tough to try and juggle all that. said, um, Andrew, with everything that's happened in the past three or four months um, with our game, up here, there's not going to be a solution that suits everybody, that suits Sky, that suits every football club, you know, the, the, the balance sheet that suits every supporter that still wants to stay involved with their club but might not be able to afford to do so in the, in the current financial climate, etc, etc, etc. So you've got to try and come up with something that helps everybody, that you can see a bit of benefit uh, to everyone. But but first and foremost, let me say, um, you know, Scottish football is at the mercy of, of Sky Sports, you know, and you have to do something that's rubber stamped by them that keeps them happy because if they're not happy then they might well say well you know let's let's look at the, the legalities of getting out of this uh, contract so you've got to look after them too but it's equally important to, to look after uh, your own supporters absolutely well thank you to Stuart in Coatbridge up next Brian is in Moss Park Brian Hi lads Hi the point I've got then most football teams are still going to receive the same fee from Sky for broadcasting games they're going to have vastly reduced policing costs, which are quite exorbitant, as I well know, for, for home games. So, OK, they're going to get some people going to turn up the stadiums. The policing costs are going to be minimal compared to what they were before. And I think I'm not a season ticket holder, but I think season ticket holders, particularly the guy that spoke earlier, who's maybe got four for his family, that's about £2,000. People aren't going to be able to A, afford it if they're going to follow them losing their job, or they maybe can't afford it to watch games on, on the TV. So these season ticket holders are going to possibly lose their season tickets forever. We'll never get a chance to get another one, particularly. Because mm. I'd imagine people will endeavour to keep it because the Celtic's gone for 10 in a row. But I think, I think teams, all teams, have got to actually think of it and say, oh, we can't have these exorbitant charging people full season ticket prices just to watch games on the TV. Yeah, you know, Brian, we have to, Scottish football um, has to try and find a way to, to, to look after uh, the supporters. And, and it would be horrible to think that if you've been hit with a. Uh, a financial hardship because of what's happened in the past few months and what might, might be coming ahead. Um, you know, first and foremost, your priority um, is to be able to, to to pay your bills and put and put food on the table. And uh, you know, a season ticket comes down. You know, in my book, would come down as a, as a luxury. Uh, and and I'd hate to think it'd be horrible to think that if you can't afford that luxury just now, that that you're punished. And um, as you say, you might lose your. Your season ticket forever more, or you might only be able to afford to keep one on, but you, you sit together as, as a family of four, um, but you can't ever get back together to being a family of four with, with the four seats. So look, there's all sorts of different things to band out. Like I said, unfortunately, there isn't going to be a solution uh, moving forward in the short term that suits the balance sheet of a football club, uh, that suits the supporter and suits Sky Sports. That's unfortunate. So it's trying to make the best again of a very, very difficult situation. Back in with a final point. On you go, Brian. But obviously, teams. Have, I appreciate teams have got to actually make ends meet. But there's got to be loyalty to fans as well. I mean, fans 
both teams sell around around every other team in Scotland have maybe been seeing big holes for 10, 15, 20 years and they've got to get some waving times like this mm-hmm. as I said the teams are still getting their full uh, broadcasting rights fees from Sky reduced police costs so they're obviously saving quite a bit of money in that respect so they've got to sort of give that back to the fan There's maybe another point in there Mark that clubs are going to have to spend a lot more money on the actual streaming side of things as well mm-hmm. and, and clubs lower down in the league won't have the facilities in place at the moment to, mm-hmm. to film these games from all different angles and get the right set up to show the games live every Saturday afternoon that's an added expense that they wouldn't have beforehand yeah, and, and, and there's also I mean I hear Brian's point about you know policing and, and stewarding costs and stuff like that but, but on the other hand too you, you're missing out um, on an average spend per head for every fan that would come in or a fan that might not have a season ticket whether it's a way supporter or, or whatever and they pay their 15, 20, 25 pounds at the gates so you're missing out on that too and, and, and the average spend or going into the club shop or whatever it may be so it'll kind of all that kind of stuff will all balance itself um, out but you're right there will be extra costs um, incurred it's just it's a real difficult one for everybody for football clubs as well to try and get the balance right of keeping themselves getting money coming in but trying to keep their, their, their supporter base uh, happy and how you manage to do that it's not going to be easy at all yeah hopefully it's something and I'm sure it is something that we'll get a lot more clarity on in the coming weeks before the season starts thank you to Brian in Moss Park for his call we'll be back tomorrow night so make sure to join us 01419511025 but where were you Mark Guidi three years ago today? On the day of the Scotland-England game at, at Hamden um, yeah I was um, watching the game down at uh, at Tumbray at the golf course they put a, a, an event on to go and watch it on the, on the big screens and I was doing a Q&A with uh, Davy Proven uh, and Chris Boyd at that event so we watched the game with the support of about three or four hundred uh, in the room so when Lee Griffiths scored those um Two fantastic uh, free kicks. Should, should we just should we just relive the moment Sorry, first of all before go. before I, I let you know what the reaction was like amongst okay. the fans? Armstrong still having a look. It slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Oh! It's astonishing. It's Lee Griffiths. Two goals, two fabulous free kicks. Catch him if you can. It actually just. Does still give you goosebumps, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, they've just you know I was watching it again in Sky Sports this morning. They were running it, um, and uh, just two brilliant finishes uh, from Lee Griffiths to, to beat uh, Joe Hart. But then, of course, the the, the heartbreak um, at the end with Harry Kane oh, equalising. Uh, so, paint paint the picture. What was Turnbury like at that point? Yeah, the room was bound to say to to, to, to every man, woman, and child that was in that room. It was absolutely uh, bouncing. I think David Proven might have been on top of a chair. Um, <laughs> celebrating um, so it, it was great to see because Scotland 1-0 down you think oh here we go it's not going to happen two free kicks what, in the space of five minutes six minutes uh, three minutes I think it was 80, 87 and 90 I think it was and then you, know, you just think well what a result this is a chance to really go on and kick on and, and try and get qualification and then uh, you know just the, the sucker punch uh, when uh, Harry Kane get that late equaliser it was a real hammer blow that's the thing I, think I was going to lie and sound a bit classy with where I was and what I was doing at that point but See, to be perfectly honest, I was in the, the Highlander Scottish bar in Ibiza with my pals and you can just imagine that when the first free kick and that second free kick in, that the place went absolutely mental. I think I actually elbowed my friend's phone out of his hand. It went flying across the bar and he found it about five minutes later and it was absolutely smashed to pieces. Great memories. We'll forget about what happened in injury time in that game. Harry Kane 
His name won't be mentioned in this studio ever again. But thank you very much for all your calls tonight. Thank you for getting involved and make sure to join us again tomorrow night. Callum Gallagher is up next, so stay tuned. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to thompsons.com.